Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. As always, I am your host Tudor, and thank you for joining me each Wednesday to discuss various topics. For this week's episode, I thought about discussing a bit about what happened to me this week. So I decided for my latest weekend to basically go on a small trip in the mountains. And it was quite an amazing experience, to be honest, because I really had a chance to um, experiment, so to speak, with a lot of amazing things about the countryside. I went to this, I guess you could call it a ski resort, although at this time of the year it's not yet functioning, because the first snows are barely starting around here. So, you know, it was just a nice place to um, enjoy at, a, let's say, high altitude. So this was situated about 1000, 1100 meters altitude. And I was lucky that there was quite a, let's say, challenging trail that started right from there. And um, I took on one of the days the challenge of actually going on it. At the start, the um, trail literally follows the, let's say, path of the ski slope. And it's quite challenging, like it's a pretty sheer climb as you'd expect from something that's supposed to be you know of sufficient slope so you can ski on it again fortunately when i did the the trail there wasn't yet any snow so it was you know just an alpine track um and you know one particular thing that made the whole experience a lot more interesting was the fog there was a lot of fog because i assume it was you know that kind of a cold where it's, you know, not cold enough to snow, but still cold enough that, you know, there wasn't uh, an easy way for water, let's say, to um, evaporate. So you kind of had this thick fog that you were going through. Again, as this was basically kind of an alpine field, there are a lot of trees, not even a lot of rocks, to be honest. So trail markings were also mostly absent and even if they were you couldn't really see them from the fog that was pretty much penetrable after about 50 meters and uh, yeah this led to this kind of interesting sensation where there was just me the trail and my phone which was open on the trail map so i didn't get lost and uh, yeah you kind of had this sensation that the whole world has disappeared and you're just here in this small bubble so to speak and literally nothing else matters and it was quite a reflective time i guess for me i didn't expect something as uh, standard i guess at this point as hiking through the mountain could become so um, let's say meditative and you know it was so interesting to basically feel like you're in this man versus nature scenario that you feel that you're just trying to beat the mountain to it you're trying to go up as fast as possible and you're just trying to survive and again i know it's an exaggeration i didn't go that far away from the cabin i was lodged at you know it and again i had my gps on i knew where i came from so you know, even if the worst, like, I I don't know, I fell down, hurt myself or anything, there was still sufficient, you know, phone signal that I could call for help or anything. So, again, I'm not trying to do an exaggeration, but again, as I said, um, 
you can't help but have these thoughts as you're you know alone there and there's not a lot of let's say visual candy to distract you because normally of course while you're on a trail you can at least you know enjoy the view see mountains in the distance and everything but with all the fog you just had this feeling of no there's nothing here except you and some small patches of grass and that's about it so it kind of made you think of all of these things even if they weren't real per se and obviously um, the situation became a lot more interesting when the wind started to pick up as well and then it started to snow which was my first snow this year and it was quite um yeah as i said and you know when you're plagued with all of these thoughts of the situation you're in you can't help but feel that well great now there's wind and you know there's snow blowing in my face and now it's becoming even harder to see because now you have to look through the snow that's falling and then as i was reaching let's say the 1300 meters mark that's when i literally started to see the snow already on the ground probably from previous snows in the area and i was like oh okay so um, this is no longer you know just a late let's say early winter hike this is turning into a full-blown hiking in the snow and uh, yeah i continued to go and i eventually reached about 1500 meters altitude when i decided that okay maybe it's enough you know i still want to go back preferably when there's still well there's still light outside so um i followed another route to get back and literally for some reason even though it was at a lower altitude the route the route i found back actually had quite large amount of snow already down so that actually turned into quite an interesting descent again i mean of course obviously i didn't feel like i was in danger at any point it, it was fine but it was yeah as i said a very um interesting experience and i really felt for once that hiking can be something more than just physical activity usually i listen to podcasts while hiking and i just treat it as i would treat running or something else you know it's it's me i'm trying to do an activity i've done the activity good job let's get back but this time i actually enjoyed the experience by itself if that makes sense as in because i went on many hikes i've grown accustomed to them and didn't really learn to appreciate them anymore didn't you know like all the novelty were off but because of the special conditions i did this hike in it did legitimately feel like something completely different for once and it was nice to recapture that kind of feeling that i felt that i lost in time with other hikes additionally um, for me it was the first time that i did what i consider to be a, let's say you know difficult hike I won't call it extremely hard because it wasn't but it was the first time that you know after i checked my activity afterwards my smartwatch was going no this wasn't a hard hike for you it didn't even you know improve your let's say physical fitness that much and i was like okay one or two things are happening here either my watch is being stupid or i've actually legitimately started to have a decent fitness level where simply you know uh, going on a 400 meter altitude hike or i guess a 400 meter ascent 
during a hike is no longer, you know, that strenuous of an activity anymore to actually increase my fitness. And I think I owe this in a large part to me picking up running again. Because indeed, I mean, I cannot say that hikes are not difficult, but usually what's difficult in a hike is more of the number of hours that you're doing it for, so the endurance part rather than the um, short-term physical load on it. And indeed, I mean, when I run, it might be just half an hour, but it is a half an hour that does leave, leave me sometimes literally breathless at the end. So I do feel indeed that there's a large difference in how much of a physical toll it can take and, you know, just how much physical fitness you needed to do it well. Plus, with hikes, um, a lot of the time, you just go at the pace of the group that you're with. So it's not really recommended. I don't even try to do it to, you know, just distance myself from the group just because I want to go faster. Because especially when you're with the group, the whole point of the hike is everyone to enjoy themselves and try to be part of the group. And I know I've made a mistake in the past of trying to be, you know, quote unquote brave and go forward and everything and ended up regretting it after because it's not the same feeling. After all, if I want to do that, I can go on a hike on my own if I really want to push myself further. But it's just also the fact that, especially when you're both ascending and descending during a hike, you can't really increase your speed that much. I mean, I guess when you're ascending, yeah, depending on your fitness level, you can be a bit more let's say, uh, speedy about it. But especially at the descent, oftentimes the limiting factor is not in any correlation with your physical fitness. It's just a matter of depends how steep and difficult the descent is. So you could be in perfect physical shape, but if the descent is pretty difficult, you'll still go as slow as you need to do it so you can descend safely. And that's it. But with running, especially if you're always running on somewhat flat surface. I mean, there is no limit to how fast you can run, except for your physical fitness. So it is completely up to you how hard you want your run to be. And again, at least in my case, I don't really have any kind of running partners right now. I used to have in the past, but um, not anymore. And uh, indeed, you can push yourself to whatever you think is your limit. And your body will pretty uh, clearly tell you what your limit is usually. And one thing I've actually tried now is that I've activated on my smartwatch a kind of coaching feature. So right now my runs have been, as I think I've mentioned previously, somewhere between four and six kilometers in length, which is again reasonable, although most of them have been done while running downhill, which since last week I've been trying to avoid and I switched back to regular running on pretty flat surface just because I felt that right now I'm starting to get in a better shape. I've lost enough weight that I feel that I should be able to start running on let's say without the added help of going downhill. And I also didn't want to let's say have my muscle memory only related to that kind of activity. So I wanted to, you know, push my normal running muscles as well. And because of this, um, I also want as my, let's say, 
next short to medium term goal to reach 10 kilometers of running in a single session, which is, to be honest, perfectly doable even for me at my current state if I decided to do it in a tiered approach, so to speak. So, or I guess more accurately, it would be an interval to use the phrase, use it, let's say, in the running world. So something like running two kilometers, resting for one, running two kilometers, resting for one, and so on until I reach 10 kilometers. So I could do that, but my actual goal is to be able to run 10 kilometers continuously. Because especially realistically now, as winter is coming, I really don't want to stay outside longer than I need to. So the idea is something like what I do currently is that I warm up by going down to the local park. And by the time I reach there, I've already walked for about 15 minutes, so I should be a bit warmed up. Then I do my running in, again, one single session without stopping and then doing the cool down by walking back home again. And especially with the cool down, I need to walk uphill. So, you know, it's it's a good added workout, so to speak, at the end of the running. So um, because of this, as I said, I've activated a kind of coaching assistant on my smartwatch. So now I should have, let's say, a workout schedule prepared. I again went with the idea of go running for about three times a week. So, and it says taken that into account as well. And I'll try mostly to run something like Wednesday, Saturday and Sunday. And probably Saturday I'll try to be the day where I do a, what is called a long run. So will probably be a lot longer than my standard running. So I'm really curious to see if using this kind of a feature will actually guide me correctly to reaching 10 kilometers in one session. It's kind of a nice idea, to be honest. And I feel like I'm finally using the smartwatch at its full potential with these kinds of features. Like, of course, all of the activity tracking that it's doing is nice and all, but a lot of it I could realistically do with my smartphone as well. But this kind of coaching based on my heart rate and other, let's say, body monitoring that it does could actually prove to be very beneficial. But I guess it remains to be seen and I'll obviously keep you up to date with any progress I managed to do on that front as well. In any case, moving on to this week's check-in, um, I'm very happy to say that I lost a whooping 3.6 kilograms in one week. Now, thinking about it, it is realistic, realistic to say that most likely a lot of it can be attributed to the simple fact that I've, as I said, been on a hiking trip. And during that hiking trip, I've been very light on food. Light meaning... I did have breakfast because it was included, let's say, in the um, accommodation. And one other meal at the, again, the restaurant that was there. And that's about it. And even that restaurant meal was just one meal. So that didn't mean something like a soup and a main course and dessert. No, it was just the main course. And even the main course, I tried to choose what were the healthier options available, which was basically fish, to be honest. And even for breakfast, even though it was a buffet and I 
could have gorged technically as much as I wanted to. I tried to keep it pretty light, something like omelette and just some vegetables and some meat, although I ended up regretting it, to be honest, because it wasn't the greatest quality meat. But yeah, I mean, I've kept it pretty light and it has shown in a very spectacular way. The running most obviously is helping as well. And right now, one thing that I've tried relating to my diet at home is that in the mornings I just um, drink, let's say, a protein shake that I use. Um, I honestly don't use water because I feel it doesn't have that great of a taste, just water. But I use very light almond milk, which is without added sugars, which is a pretty nice combination. And what I've tried, at least on the days that I know I'll be running as well, is that I also add something like half of a banana, just so I have some carbohydrates as well, because the protein powder that I've bought is a pretty lean um, protein-only one, so it doesn't have any carbs in it by default. So on days where I know I'll be exercising more and will probably need those carbs, I do try to add some fruit to it just so it's a bit more palatable and give me some boost of energy for the running. And yeah, and the idea of the shake is that it prevents me from feeling very hungry by the time noon comes and I won't be tempted to eat as much. So that means that, again, my idea right now and that has helped me lose so much weight is that I realistically only have one regular meal, which again, when I say regular, that's, I guess, more in tune with what most people would consider regular, not what I used to consider regular before, and it was the main reason that I ended up at my, let's say, highest weight, and one very light meal a day, so kind of one meal and a half per day, in essence. And the best part about it, and what makes it work for me, is that I really legitimately am fine with that amount which again sounds crazy when I think about myself even a few months ago. Like me from three or four months ago would not understand how I would be able to cope with this kind of reduced caloric intake and not be hungry all the time. But I do think that having done this already for some months has really changed a lot about how my brain thinks about food and has grown to accept this kind of caloric deficit as being the new normal, so to speak. Kind of in a similar way with how we are coping, honestly, with the pandemic nowadays, right? It's been a year and nine months already, pretty much, for most people, of living through the pandemic. And uh, yeah, in some way or another, we're kind of trying to treat this as the new normal. And I think there are a lot of people that are simply find it hard to believe that we were living any other way before this. But yeah, I mean, gloomy side note um, aside, I do really want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can uh, find in the episode description the links to both the podcast, Facebook and Twitter, so that you can stay up to date when an episode is released. There you will also find the link to the subreddit for this podcast if you want to discuss this week's episode. Thank you all so much, take care, and cheers.